Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler, how much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary. They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, Show me, in a courtroom, how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now. M-S-W Media. Big shout out today to Helix Sleep. Take their two-minute online sleep quiz and they'll match you to a mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use promo code HELIXPARTNER. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. Today, Donald Trump was arraigned on 34 felony counts of falsifying business records in a Manhattan court, and we have the indictment and the statement of facts. Former Larry Hogan advisor Roy McGrath has died following an incident with the FBI. Tennessee Republicans file resolutions to expel three Democrats. The U.S. Appeals Court has denied Donald Trump's motion for a stay pending an appeal to block the testimony of Meadows and other top aides. And a North Carolina Democrat switches parties to give the state GOP a supermajority. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Amy Carrero. Oh, my God, it's Amy. Oh, my God. Happy um, arraignment day. Yes. Happy arraignment day. Happy indictment season, my friend. Love Love to hear it. So good to see you. We've started, We, you and I, we go way back with this whole... Way back. 
thing here. I mean, we, you know, you had been coming on the show a couple of years ago. Then you got all like bona fide movie star status, oh, actor status. I mean, I have to say, I still get tagged in Daily Bean stuff, and it just makes me so happy that people, like, you know what I mean, that I can still, that I'm still a part of the Beans, even in just people's hearts. So it's really nice to be back. Thanks for having me. You will always be part of the Leguminati, my friend. Leguminati, I love it. (laughs) I'm so glad to see you. You look so great. It's so wonderful to have you. I can't wait to talk about today's news with you because it's a pretty big day for the rule of law. We have all the information on the charges that Donald is facing in New York, plus a lot of other news that's happening because we don't ignore other news here on this show. No, we don't. And just so you know, by the way, the DA's office did not ask for a gag order today. You remember how, Mm -hmm. you know, we've seen all these dangerous posts from Donald Trump's side on True Social with like a baseball bat aimed at Alvin Bragg's head. And I think Junior tweeted out a picture of the judge's daughter. Daughter. Yeah, that was so fucking weird. And um, but as I predicted, they did not ask for a gag order today. They're going to go through the due process thing. They're going to be like, we're we're, they did bring them up, bring all these posts up to ask for a protective order in discovery because they don't want Donald to have all the discovery and evidence to know who's in there so that he can put out more threatening stuff. Right. And we don't have a decision on the protective order yet. I'm sure they'll get it. But, you know, bear in mind, if if Donald continues these posts, the DA's office has said, we we, we will come back and talk about this. Uh, but that's kind of how it works. You don't usually issue a gag order up front. You, you give a, a warning. And then if they violate it, you bring it in and they give a strong warning. And then if they mm-hmm. violate it again, you bring it in and then maybe they put a gag order on you. It's a yeah. pretty, yeah, that's normally the process. And it's, it makes sense because th- that would just give him something to sort of talk about if they if he if the judge went ahead and gave him the gag order today he'd be like well can you believe i'm running for president and my first amendment right to free speech is being like you know hampered already so i just think like slow and steady has always won the race so smart for them not yeah. to yeah i i i i agree with that and i do uh, approve personally i mean i know that the da's office calls me up and say uh, they say <laughs> ag is this a cool thing to do no they don't but I would also have advised them to do a protective order on discovery so that Donald Trump can't know who these witnesses are like immediately. All right. We have a lot of news to get to. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. So we have the indictment of Donald Trump. It is 34 felony counts of falsification of business documents in the first degree. And we've been wondering what the second crime is that elevates falsification of business records from a misdemeanor to a felony. And now we know. What I learned today from Alvin Bragg's press conference following arraignment is that those secondary crimes do not have to be charged or proven. Yeah. Bragg says that Trump falsified business records with the intent to defraud and with the intent to conceal other crimes. And those crimes in this case are New York state conspiracy to promote an election by unlawful means crime, federal campaign donation limits, New York state federal tax crimes, and false statements with regard to David Pecker's AMI company having to falsify their business records. So I had originally thought you had to charge those secondary crimes, but you do not. Mm. Now, Bragg was asked why he didn't charge those crimes, and he said, because the law doesn't require me to. My guess is that the falsification of business records is so much easier to prove than the underlying crimes. And if you don't have to charge the other crimes, why bother? So probably what's going to happen is you'll see Donald Trump try to 
unwind those felonies to misdemeanors mm-hmm. with some sort of pretrial motion, which I, I presume will fail. I think this is a pretty open and shut case. So the indictment is pretty boring. But Amy, I'd like to go over some of the standout paragraphs in the statement of facts that accompanied the indictment. So let's read a few of those. I'll go first. From August 2015 to December 2017, the defendant orchestrated a scheme, Trump orchestrated a scheme with others to influence the 2016 presidential election by identifying and purchasing negative information about him to suppress its publication and benefit Trump's electoral prospects. One component of the scheme was that the defendant's request at Trump's request, a lawyer who then worked for the Trump organization as special counsel, uh, we'll call him Lawyer A, actually we're going to call him Michael Cohen, (laughs) covertly paid $130,000 to Stormy Daniels shortly before the election to prevent her from publicizing a sexual encounter with the defendant. Not an affair, just to be clear. She just boned him once. Cohen made the $130,000 payment through a shell corporation he set up and funded at a bank in Manhattan. Mm, I guess once was enough. That's all That's all that could happen. In <laughs> August 2015, the defendant met with lawyer A, Cohen, and AMI's chairman and chief executive officer, the AMI CEO, that's David Pecker, at Trump Tower in New York. And at this meeting, Pecker agreed to help with the defendant's campaign, saying that he would act as the eyes and ears for the campaign. That's by looking out for negative stories about the defendant and alerting Cohen before the stories were published. Pecker also agreed to publish negative stories about the defendant's competitors for the election. What a friend. Yeah. Cool scheme, bro. A few months (laughs) later, on or about October or November 2015, Pecker learned that a former Trump Tower doorman was trying and all I can think of is the knock doorman up scene. doorman doorman you're just a doorman with your doorman clipboard doorman <laughs> <laughs> he, and he's like I would tear that ass I would up. tear that shit <laughs> up but I can't let you in because you're old as fuck as fuck <laughs> not for the club not for the earth <laughs> <laughs> best best movie it's so good it's so good it's on all month on HBO not a sponsor oh. Love it. So Pecker, Pecker learned that former Trump Tower doorman, the doorman, was trying to sell information regarding a child that Trump had allegedly fathered out of wedlock. AMI negotiated and signed an agreement to pay the doorman, doorman, $30,000 to acquire exclusive rights to the story. AMI falsely characterized this payment in their books and their records, including in its general ledger. Those are the, that's one of the other underlying crimes, right? Forced mm. to falsify AMI's records. When AMI later concluded the story was not true, Pecker wanted to release the doorman from the agreement. <laughs> However, Cohen instructed Pecker not to release the doorman until after the election. That's big because it shows that this shit was about the election and not, you know, trying to protect Melania or whatever the fuck. Protect her at all costs. <laughs> uh, then in June 2016, AMI contacted Cohen about Karen McDougal who allegedly had an affair with Donald. Donald did not want the story to go public because he was concerned about the effect it would have on his candidacy. So this wasn't about not wanting Melania to find out. AMI paid her $150,000 to catch and kill her story, promised her two magazine covers and a series of articles to be published under her byline. Pecker agreed to the deal after discussing it with Cohen and Trump and with the promise that the Trump organization would pay AMI back. Yeah. Okay. So again, not about Melania. It's about the election. Now, shortly after, here's new. This is stuff here. This is interesting. After the Access Hollywood tape came out, the grab him by the pussy tape, the AMI editor in chief 
contacted Pecker about another woman, and this is Stormy, who alleged she had a sexual encounter with Trump while he was married. Pecker told the AMI editor-in-chief to notify Michael Cohen. AMI connected Cohen with Stormy's lawyer, Keith Davidson at the time, and they hammered out a $130,000 deal. Trump then directed Cohen to delay paying Stormy for as long as possible because Trump said if they could delay the payment until after the election, they could avoid paying altogether because at that point, it wouldn't matter if the story became public. Some of the clearest evidence that this was about the election. If you're like, oh, it it can come out after the election, then you can't, your defense can't be, it wasn't about the election. Right, and also proves that you're cheap as fuck. Yeah. And as the election approached, Trump caved and told Cohen to go ahead and pay Stormy because, you know, shit problems were mounting. Trump said he didn't want to pay it himself and told Cohen and Weisselberg, you guys figure it out. And then they did. But then, you know, Cohen was going to take out a second mortgage on his house, funnel it through essential consulting. It's fucking essential. And he worked that out with Weisselberg, but he made sure that Trump would pay him back. You you, got to you'd be like, I'll do this, but you got to pay me back. Right. And that proves that he knew about it the whole time. Oh, yeah. Then after the election, before the inauguration, Donald met with Pecker privately at Trump Tower in Manhattan and thanked him for handling the doorman doorman story and the Karen McDougal story and invited him to the inauguration. Later in the summer of 2017, Trump invited Pecker to the White House for dinner to thank him for his help during the campaign. And in January 2017, Cohen and Trump met in the Oval Office to hash out a repayment plan. Can you just imagine them like talking about like like a paying back for like a sec? I don't. It's just gross. Like it's just so beneath the office. Like in the fucking Oval Office, just gives me the heebie. Yeah, and sitting at the Resolute desk right, working out like, a payment plan for yeah for like mm-hmm. annoying. Anyway, so Cohen had Weisselberg issue invoices, and Weisselberg entered the payments as reimbursement for legal fees. Interestingly, Weisselberg is not indicted in this scheme. The checks were for $35,000 each from January through December. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that sounds like more than $130,000. It was. Yes. It was $420,000. Okay. So $130,000 to pay back. And then a $50,000 bonus, which is $180,000. And then they multiplied it by two because he has to pay about half of that in taxes. So they grossed up so that he would get his $180,000 back after taxes. That's what. That's how they came up with that amount. And they all hashed that out at the fucking Resolute desk. Fucking Oval Office. Like, come on. When they're supposed to be doing the people's business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the charges and the uh, underlying crimes. No racketeering. I thought there might be, but there could, could be still an ongoing investigation into that. But conspiracy is in there. It's just not charged. The investigation is likely still going. Like I said, I'm interested to see what they do with Weiselberg here. He seems like an unindicted co-conspirator. All right. In other news, Amy, a three-judge panel, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, has denied Donald Trump's motion for a stay pending his appeal, where, you know, he tried to sue to block the testimony of Meadows, O'Brien, Ratcliffe, McEntee, Nick Luna, Cuccinelli, and Scavino, and Stephen Miller, those people, on the grounds of executive privilege. He lost in the district court. He appealed. He asked for a stay pending his appeal, and the appellate court said, no, no stay for you. No stay for you. No stay for you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, Trump is trying to stop that additional testimony, but he could appeal on bonk, which means instead of the three judge panel at the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, he could appeal to the entire panel of judges at the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, which he would lose. 
Mm. Uh, and then on to SCOTUS. And he might do that to delay a bit, but he'll ultimately lose this one. And it went fast and it's going to go continue to go fast in the Jack Smith's investigation. Andy and I will cover that in depth on the next episode of Jack. Love it. And we have a lot going on in state politics. First up, a North Carolina Democratic lawmaker is expected to flip her party affiliation. <laughs> the move would cement Republicans' toehold in a fast-changing swing state, handing them a veto-proof majority in the middle of the legislative session and a clear runway to enact their agenda despite opposition from Democratic Governor Roy Cooper. Republicans, who are currently just one seat short of a supermajority in the legislature, have been hoping that state rep Trisha Kaufman, or Kaufman, a Democrat from Charlotte, might switch parties at some point this session, but the prospect began to seem more realistic last week. Kaufman is expected to announce her decision today. And in Tennessee, State House Republicans introduced resolutions to expel three Democrats for disorderly behavior. This pisses me off so much. I know. After the trio led protest chants for gun reform on the floor of the chamber last week in the wake of the deadly Covenant school shooting. House leadership later likened the trio's behavior to an insurrection. I can't even finish. Oh, final votes to expel the three members will occur Thursday. Johnson, Jones, and Pearson will have an opportunity to defend their actions during that session. All three resolutions pass in a party line vote of 72 to 23. Democrats will have little power to block expulsions on Thursday. Sexton did not recess the chamber as protests in the gallery began chants of fascist, fascist, and wagged their fingers and fists at members. Instead, the speaker called for state troopers to clear the House galleries. The trio were present and voted on bills Monday night. Together, they represent more than 210,000 constituents. We're going to push back and we're going to fight this because it's unprecedented and utterly ridiculous, Johnson said, and she's right. Johnson said she would consider a lawsuit if expelled, arguing their protest is constitutionally protected. She also pointed to a list of recent scandals involving lawmakers that didn't lead to expulsion, good for her, including the former House Speaker Glenn Casada, Republican Franklin, who is under federal indictment, and former Rep. David Byrd, who was accused of sexually assaulting teenagers, teenagers, when he was a basketball coach decades earlier. This is awful. We had a child molester on the floor for years. They helped get him reelected and did nothing to expel him, Johnson said. We've had members pee in each other's chairs. We've had members illegally prescribe drugs to their cousin mistress and nothing happened. But talk on the floor without permission and you'll get expelled. Holy shit. And I want to point out, it's not your cousin's mistress. It's your cousin mistress. Yes. Okay. I just want to <laughs> point that out there. Your mistress. That, that reminds me of that um, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Where, she, where she's like, no, he's my first cousin. And she yeah, goes, but you got yeah. your first cousins and, and you have your second, second cousins. cousins. And she goes, no, That's honey. not right. <laughs> Wait, Seth. <laughs> yeah. Seth. Hilarious. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. so, so That's fucked up. And there was a melee on the floor. I mean, they're, they're just literally fascistly removing members, elected members, just ex expelling them. Uh, it's... That should be like the top. I mean, I know that there's so much news, but like we should turn on the TV and that should be we should see that because yes. that's that's really how democracy just fucking loses. Like that's not that's not it. Yeah, you know? it's absolutely horrifying. And then yeah. this flip of this other North Carolina Democratic lawmaker uh, to to give them a supermajority. It's just uh, yeah. beyond the pale. 
All right. And from the Post, I told a story a couple days ago about Roy McGrath and how he didn't show up to his court appearance and he was on the lam. Well, from the Post, Roy Roy McGrath, a fugitive who had been uh, a top aide to Larry Hogan when he was Maryland's governor, died Monday as a result of a confrontation with the FBI in the area of Knoxville. According to his lawyer, he'd been the subject of a 21-day manhunt launched after he failed to show up to federal court in Baltimore. Quote, the loss of Roy's life is an absolute tragedy, and I think it's important for me to say that Roy never wavered about his innocence. That's what Joseph Murtha said. In a statement Monday night, the FBI said it was, quote, reviewing an agent-involved shooting that occurred at about 6.30 p.m. during the arrest. Subject Roy McGrath sustained an injury and was transported to the hospital. The FBI takes all shooting incidents involving our agents or task force members seriously. Murtha said he wasn't sure how McGrath was killed. Quote, that's unclear to me at the time. I haven't gotten any information on whether Roy died from gunfire from an agent or whether it was a self-inflicted wound. Mm. McGrath, 53, was slated to face wire fraud and embezzlement charges stemming from alleged financial improprieties as the head of Maryland's quasi-public agency, uh, one of the quasi-public agencies, beginning March 13th, a day after his last contact with his lawyer, Murtha. All right, everybody, stick around. We've got some good news. If you have good news to send us, you can do it at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everyone, as someone who works long hours, especially because it's indictment season, I know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Helix Sleep and how my Helix mattress changed my MRF in life. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their online two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. The Helix Sleep Quiz recommended the Helix Midnight to me, and it's been a complete game changer. As a side sleeper, the medium firmness provides the perfect amount of support, and my sleep has improved tremendously since I started using it. But Helix knows that everyone's sleep needs are different. You don't all sleep like I do. So they offer soft, medium, and firm beds, as well as a Helix Plus for plus-size folks, a cooling technology mattress. They have everything. Helix Sleep has the personalized sleep solution you need for a good night's rest. And once you've taken their online sleep quiz at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and you order the mattress that's designed to match your sleep needs, ship to your door for free. It saves you the hassle of having to visit a mattress store, which seems gross. And with it, they have a 10 to 15-year warranty, depending on the model. They have a 100-night risk-free trial. You can rest easy knowing that your investment is protected. And if you're not completely satisfied, Helix Sleep will even pick up the mattress for you and refund your money. And I'm not the only one singing their praises. In 2021, Wired Magazine awarded them Best Overall Mattress, and they won Favorite Mattress last year at the GQ Home Awards. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use promo code HELIXPARTNER, all one word. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Good news, good news. And if you have good news, confessions, corrections, you want to give a shout out to somebody you love, you want to play What the Mutt, if you want to show us pictures of your masking tape square on the floor with your cats sitting inside of it, or if you want to send me pictures of frog orgies, uh, or baby pictures, or uh, a adoptable pet in your area if you don't have pod pet tax, whatever you want to send, you can send it to us. a king rat? <laughs> Picture of a king rat. Is that what they're called? Rat king? Oh, the rat king, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, rat all the rats king, which together. Which is like all... <laughs> <laughs> don't send it to me send it to ag 
<laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, you could send it to AG uh, and not Amy Carrera. I feel like I should give out your email address now for the Rat King submissions. But you can just go to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact and we'll take care of you. All right, I'm going to get the first one here from Margaret, pronouns she and her. Great news all around. My 27-year-old daughter received a cochlear implant in her right ear at age eight and one in her left ear at age 19. Neither have been updated. Now the company will no longer be servicing the model of the processor she has, so she's forced to upgrade. The cost for upgrading both is $25,000. Well above the means of a student living in a major city. She fought through the eight circles of hell that is medical insurance, and it looks like her out-of-pocket cost will be $760. All right. So proud of her. She'll graduate with an accounting degree this summer. Yeah, I'm fucking with an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) And she's entertaining thoughts of going into law school like her mom. Also, on April 2nd, I turned 60. Happy birthday, Margaret. Happy birthday. For pet tax, I'm including photos of our three cats. Oh, my God, there's a tuxedo. Ducky, who stood aloof outside the square. Just so you know, uh, Amy, I, I gave a challenge to everybody to put a masking tape square on the floor and see if their cats went to sit in the square. Hysterical. So Ducky stood aloof outside the square. Dinozo, who realized the square was a scam. And, and Abby, who just wanted to whine about the square. Three guesses at what television show they got their names. Uh, Abby, hint, Abby had a brother, McGee, who sadly died as a kitten. Hint two, if we ever get a dog, I think we'll name him Gibbs. All three are cat rescues. All right, so Gibbs, Ducky, Dinozo, Abby. Oh. It sounds like like see like a like a Law and Order or something like um one of those procedurals. Like right, like Dinozo, right. Ducky, yeah, right? Or maybe That's, The Sopranos. Maybe, maybe. Should we uh, should we were, Google's? What were some of the other ones? Yeah, I'm just gonna Googs this. Tenozo, Ducky, Abby was one of them. Abby, Tenozo, uh, singled out. Oh yeah, NCIS. NCIS. I fuck, I was right. That was a guess, you, but it just seems like you know the kind of name like Detective Denozo. Yeah, those are <laughs> cop show names. You're yeah. so right. And Gibbs. Okay. These All right, cats are it. hysterical. So wait, is it crime scene scene of the crime or crime scene Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Reach I me. love forgetting. Um, yeah, how many? How many? How many like franchises are there now? Um, love these okay. pictures. Uh, next up, we've got Mary. Pronouns she her. Hi, beanie ladies. Happy arraignment day. I have some good news. My in laws are your typical old grumpy MAGA hat wearing Newsmax subscribing swamp things. <laughs> hilarious unfortunately for me they live on the same property i live on oh no and it's difficult to deal with their brainwashedness not entirely sure how their son my hubby ended up as an open-minded intelligent person but here we are anyway hubs asked his dad about trump's indictment and his dad is actually being reasonable he thinks the truth will come out during the trial it's sad when that's as positive as it gets but i'll take it after all i want justice too I just want it to mean Trump behind bars forever, uh, not whatever my in-laws want. (laughs) For pet tax, this is my Arabian Mao kitten, Jimmy, and the painter's tape box. It didn't work. I blame the language barrier. Jimmy (laughs) arrived in Texas about a month ago from Oman, where several of my friends are working as expats and moonlighting with a cat rescue. How cool is that? Middle Eastern culture, at least what I've seen of it, doesn't want cats or dogs as pets. 
So the rescue has to send the cats they rescue back to the States to find them forever homes. I met Jimmy when I went to Amman for work in February. And after he passed all his health checks, he came to join our family in Texas. He hasn't figured out boxes yet, though, and I don't know the word for box in Arabic to explain it to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love the show, and I have been branching out to clean up on aisle 45 and jerk. I appreciate the explanations of all the legal steps that have to happen and all the news needs swearing. That's so true. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what a cutie. He's got a little mustache and goatee. Do you see that? That's very elegant. Very elegant indeed. Wait, so what is, can you explain to me, like, what is the, are you just trying to get these cats to, like, sit in the middle because they're egomaniacs or what? Like, what's happening here? I've just noticed that when I have a a square on the floor, my cat just sits inside of it instinctively. And I was wondering if other cats do this, too. That's main character syndrome is what we call that. And your cat has it. And it's going to take the center stage, baby. Main character syndrome. <laughs> and it's Mark. <laughs> I learned something neat. Right. That's what you're doing. You're hitting yes. your mark. Uh, and that reminds me of when like the right wing news was trying to like they had a hot mic on Biden when he was let out um, down a ramp to an event he was doing. And the guy mm-hmm. who was walking with him was like, all right, come down. These people over here on the right, they're going to greet you. These people over here on the left, they're going to greet you. These are all union folks. And then you're blue. You have a blue X that you'll go stand on right here. Right. And they they put it out there like he was too dumb. Oh, right. Fuck to have it. They, like, they should know better also because they've got fucking marks for camera. Yeah. I'm like, if you're not famous enough to know what mark instructions are, then That's on you. Sorry, bro. Keep working hard, <laughs> though. One day I believe One in day. you. <laughs> Next it. up from Duff pronouns he and him. This is a whatever it is submission. <laughs> I humbly propose that at least once when the Georgia indictment comes down, you pronounce Brad Raffensperger as if you were a game show announcer. (laughs) Brad Raffensperger. Whenever I hear his name, I'm usually alone in the car. That's what I do. (laughs) Very cathartic. I have a shout out to a local business, the Aspatuck Brew Lab. I hope I'm pronouncing that right at aspatuckbrewlab.com. An excellent microbrewery. That's A-S-P-E-T-U-C-K. It's a brewing tap room in the Black Rock section of Bridgeport, Connecticut. For the pod pet tax, here are two photos of my late beloved Keyshawn, Charlie. Uh, I, I, I always pronounce this Kizund, but that's a, the German in me. So uh, who, who, got, who got me through the end of my first marriage and into my second, which is still going after several decades. Aww. He and my wife uh, used me to find each other. Sadly, he left us in 2004. These pictures show him dressed for travel on this New York City subway, which required that he be contained. So I put him in a duffel bag and then released and relaxed on Metro North Railroad, which does not require containment. Thanks for keeping me sane and smiling through the worst of it. Enjoy the post-presidential schadenfreude for Donnie Toadstool. Aww. Oh, my gosh. What a cutie patootie. Look at the baby. That's, that's a high-maintenance hair dog. Yeah, that's you a got, brush. You got, you're going to brush it every day. Yep. All right, oh, you take the next sweetie. two because they're short. Okay, here we go. Zoe pronouns she, her. I wrote about Zoe a couple weeks ago. Oh, Zoe's and then blank, maybe? It's uh, maybe about her um, pet? Her, her dog, yeah. Uh, her dog. I wrote about Zoe a couple weeks ago. 70-pound Airedale paralyzed after a ruptured disc. Oh, no. The good news is she's learning to walk again. That's great. Mm. Also, after working in public education for just under 25 years, 
I started teaching younger kids, two and three-year-olds. Good luck. Lots of little boys at that age love wearing princess dresses and they dance. Some dads weren't always thrilled, but I knew some little ones who got dresses for birthdays or Christmas. That's good news. So cute. So cute. And then next up, Rachel pronounced she, her. In 2020, we got the best COVID shelter pup ever. He came up from Mobile, Alabama from a farm and his name on the paper was Joey Gospel St. John. <laughs> okay, That's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> the paperwork said the farmer found him born in a chicken coop. So we shortened his name to Cooper. Maybe you can guess his three main breeds. Oh, man. Oh, let's Schnauz. see. Okay. So Dobie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Of course. Oh, what? Mm. What's the... Did you say Dachshund? Did you say that already? Dachshund? Maybe? No, maybe not. Well, the, the long one, the sausage one. Yeah, that's the, the dog. dog that's oh, the yeah, Dachshund. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's, let's see. see. Cooper's Dachshund, Chihuahua, and yeah. Hound Dog. Hound. Not oh. Dobie, but Hound Dog. I'm Hound okay. Dog. Okay, there's a postscript. We are from Northern Red, Wisconsin. Big lecture coming up. And now we live in beautiful Madison. We're so happy to live among such a kind group of citizens and raise our child with more like-minded neighbors. Thank you for making such great content. Yeah. I've never been to Madison, but I've heard the best things because my husband's from Iowa. Hey, Wisconsin Madison. is super great. Let's see if there are any Wisconsin uh, election results coming in while we're here because it might be, you know, maybe polls are closing so. over there. Let's see, because that big election was... Because they're, what, one one hour ahead? No, two. Today. I believe they're two hours ahead. Nope, nothing in yet. Uh, question before, quite doesn't look like we've got any results yet, but those results will be rolling in, and we will bring it to, uh, the... If we know the, the outcome, go Janet uh, and go to our friend Dina Nina. We will let you know on tomorrow's beans. All right, let's see. Next up, Beth. Pronoun she and her. Hi, Beans Queens. This is my first time writing in. Welcome, Beth. But I had to try the cat in the box tape trick. Mm -hmm. My girl, Faye, is so box crazy that she ends up on her hind legs dancing when a new box is carried into the house. <gasps> she loves boxes so much that when it's time to go to the vet, I just set the carrier in the middle of the floor and open the door. It's a box. She immediately gets into the carrier, settles down, and looks at me as if to say, it's my box now. Yes. I croon to her that she's a good girl. And it certainly is her box. And I shut the carrier door. So I assume she'd immediately adopt the tape square as hers. Nope. In the pictures below, you can see that she wondered what I was doing with the first couple of lines of tape and centered herself in the right angle I'd made. But as the taping continued, she moved off to the side and then took up a position on the side of the tape box. When I tried picking her up and setting her in it, she moved back to the side and took up her original position. Huh. Who'd have thunk? Interesting. That's interesting. So, and I've seen this a lot. They either sit in it or right next to it. So, so uh, cats are just. I mean, I could, I could just watch a cat do their things all day. <laughs> no, they're so fun. Like they're just so interesting. Love them. This Love was them so too. fun. It was so fun to see you again, my friend. Uh, oh. And I hope you can come back and join me again sometime in the next couple of weeks if you're free. I'll, I'll yes. text you. I would love that. Because we miss you and we love you. So if you if if you're gonna come back at some point, I can encourage everybody to write in to Judge Amy. Oh yeah. If you have dun, a dun. dispute, don't don't. If you have a dispute that you need settled mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in a court of law, mm -hmm. we will do it to Judge Amy, and Loved she will that. 
Yes, I'm certainly case. around in the next couple of weeks, and I would love to. I, I miss miss my home. Excellent. We miss you too, my friend. Everybody, looking forward to those Wisconsin results. Go, Janet. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q and bring someone with you. I've been AG. And I'm Amy Carrero. And them's the beans. Oh, The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, Welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in an Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.